Welcome to Girl Listen, the podcast, bringing you fresh new episodes each week with different guests sharing their unique experiences. Expect to learn, expect to laugh, and expect to keep coming back for more. Pour yourself a glass and join us for some girl chat. Thank you for plugging into Girl Listen, the podcast with your host, your girl, Ange Mumoreze. Today, I am thrilled to introduce my very first guest on the show. She is a social worker, fellow Melbourneian, Burundian, so we're basically family, former Miss Africa New Zealand. <laughs> that is not a lie. No Check, facts checked me. She I lied. beg. She Christelle Nawe. Round of applause, please. Thank woo, woo, you. Woo. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling? Um, tipsy, excited, <laughs> and um, just ready to see what you've got, like yeah. of like what you're doing and all of that. I've got I've got something special, so <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. So Christelle and I go way back. I did not just find her on the streets recently. Um, we go way back. How far back? Oh, so way back. Like we arrived in New Zealand at the same time. Went to that damn old refugee migrant service, whatever center. resettlement center out in Mangere together. So a good twenty plus years. And then you just oh my gosh, got really de- twenty yeah, plus years proper. Oh wow! And then you that just makes got me feel old. You are old. Wow! You've also got a child, so yes. you know. No, and old. then you guys got deployed to Palmy, and we got sent to. Auckland. Yes. So we've known each other for a minute. Um, yeah, that's how we know each other. So we're going to get straight into it. A good place to start is your Instagram page, which you've recently started sharing more on. Tell us a bit about that. So I think I got sick of just stalking people because <laughs> <laughs> the stalking game was getting a bit too good. So, but also I think on a serious note, um, I had gone through a lot over the last like four years and like I'd been speaking a lot with my therapist about you know getting back out there and not just stalking and I think posting and being active on my social media and he's also just reminded me that it'd be like a great way to I guess like get some therapeutic benefit and through my whole like traumatic event so um, I obviously my issues that I didn't know where to start. Like I thought, do I go way back from yeah. like the point of accident and then post some like little progress, progress, progress up until where I am now, like, you know, with a below knee amputation, but it was just too much. So I just thought, you know what, I'll just start with like this page is getting revamped, like new shit's coming out. Um, and I just post like a few things about myself, but I think I, Wanted to start off with, like, a picture of how I look now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I think because we need to consider listeners that maybe don't know you, I know what you're talking about, but what are you referring to when you say traumatic traumatic situation or what you're referring to? So it was 2017, August to be exact. I got here, I think, on the 16th of August. And then... Here being Melbourne. Yeah, sorry, Melbourne. And we were just talking about it before, like... um, I was staying with Pamela and then the next morning, I sorry, I'd come over to do like a dissertation for my master's and was interviewing a few people for it. So the next day I walked over to like a 7-Eleven that was across the, um, away from the apartment. And on my way back, I started crossing the street and this truck that was doing a left turn, 
like ran over me. So he, his bumper hit my head. I went underneath the truck and he ran over my pelvis and then looked over to my right and he was still coming. So I managed to pull in my left leg, but couldn't get to my right and then um, ran over my right foot. And thankfully there was a pedestrian who stopped him. Otherwise, like he was going to sort of run over me some more. Um, and then next thing I know, I was sucking on that beautiful green whistle of morphine and I was in hospital. So that's, yeah, so 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So your page is kind of about what's happened since then and where you're at now based on those events. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And what are you hoping to kind of get out of the page? What's a successful outcome for you? Or like, yeah, what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, a lot. Like, I think I initially had this like big, big idea. Like I was going to not change the world. That sounds a bit naive and a bit too ambitious and a bit too stupid. But I think what I realized, I think I was talking to you about this, Ange, was that um, like as Africans, we always talk about representation, right? Mm -hmm. Like where, where are people that look like us in medias and magazines and catwalks and all this kind of stuff. But then I realized that there's, this extra layer, sorry, layer of representation for me, which is like the whole amputee thing. Like I, once I finally had my last surgery, which is the amputation surgery and was doing a bit better, I wanted to sort of connect with people that were going through the same thing or had gone through the same thing so that, you know, like I could, yeah, find a community, but also get advice on like, how to handle things or how to like if I'm feeling this kind of pain what it means so anyways I was searching all over I was searching on like the internet I was searching on Facebook but there just wasn't it and the people that I did come across were amputees in Melbourne that had been amputees ever since they were children so mm. they sort of already had their established networks or didn't really need them, but or there were models and they're not of, going through that shock. Yeah. It's just been their life. The beginning stages, yeah. So then I thought, um, and so my therapist as well was encouraging, saying that, you know, like this, even if you don't find a community, you'll still realize that some of the ideas that you have in your head about your external shell or the way you are connecting to it isn't really real. Like it's just some skewed ideas that you have due to your trauma or due to, I guess, feeling isolated. And so you'd feel support from your loved ones or yeah. friends and family and things like that. Definitely. Definitely. I don't, know, I don't even know if I just answered your question of whether I went on a rant. No, no, it was perfect. It was perfect. And okay. to go from that, we talked about how even though you you don't struggle with losing weight or like being overweight, for example, but you could still relate to how um, kind of my page as well where – I'm sharing something really vulnerable to me that is to do with body image and how I see myself mm. and the struggles that I'm overcoming and how it's about, I guess what we want out of it is to kind of like connect with people yeah. and to not let like those things, you're mentioning shame, to like kind of not be ashamed of things that yeah. we struggle with and to know that we're not alone. Yeah, because yeah. it's so easy to just hide, right? Oh, yeah. It's so easy to just hide, especially yeah. like when it's just you here in yeah. Melbourne, right? Like in New Zealand, you could just disappear, hard literally. Yeah. You could just yeah. disappear and stalk people or like live your life through other people's pages Definitely. or know what's going on in other people's life just by stalking them. Yeah, and but you're not hide. living yours exactly. or sharing yours. Yeah, or you're not even yeah. growing or like bettering yourself yeah. by hiding. Just watching. <laughs> yeah, you're just literally watching. Yeah. 
So with that, actually, the reason, so I've actually come up with this podcast a long time ago, but when I talked to you about that representation thing that you talked about, I was like, you know what, I need to do something and just have a platform to share these sorts of things. I think they're worth sharing. And when you said that, that layer of representation that you now have to deal with. So as a woman of color, we already have that sort of thing where we're trying to see ourselves in movies or in media in different ways. Mm. But now you're not just looking at like runways and all that sort of thing. Now you're also like, how do I see myself as an amputee in those things represented? So like what would, and I did a little research and found that there's about 8,000 amputee, um, like not, what would it be called? Like I guess operations or yeah. per, they perform 8,000 8, amputees per year in Australia. So it's not like a small number. It may be in comparison to the whole population. It's small, but it's still 8,000 people each year that should have representation, <laughs> should have community and should have access to it. It's yeah. not this rare thing, yeah. you know? So what does representation, full representation look like to you? But can I just say something yeah. about the 8,000? Mm. What you realize that, I don't know exa- the exact numbers because I looked at it a while ago Mm -hmm. but you realize that a huge chunk of that is elderly people or people with diabetes diabetes yeah diabetes was all over it yeah or males interesting males do the most riskiest sort of activities right right? and so they have motorcycle accidents or whatever or work cover related things like you know um being on like you know oh um, like forklifts and those sort of things yeah like that but a low percentage of that is actually females and especially in my age group. Yeah. There's such a small little group of them. Yeah. It but probably yeah. feels like they don't even exist. Yeah. Like it's that small. Yeah. That if you kind like of bring I've, it down to like, yeah, yeah. I can totally understand that. Like I've that. been to that rehab that I was at mm. about six times now. Yeah. And spent anywhere between six months and maybe three months was my shortest stay. Yeah. And each time, I kid you not, I saw... Like, I think I saw, like, the ratio would have been, like, four male amputees to one female amputee. And that female amputee was, like, an older lady who had diabetes or had some fall or something like that. Definitely. I think representation is important. And I hope that your page is just, well, it is just starting. And I hope that from that you can find something. You never know who will DM you or who will come across or comment or something yeah. like that where you can connect and maybe find like, oh my gosh, you're another young female, mm. whether it's woman of color, whatever, just someone that you can be like, I see you, you see me. How can we help each other? Yeah. And other things that we maybe can't even foresee right now that will come out of sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, obviously, if you follow my page, you know that it's a, mostly to do with weight loss and health yeah. and trying to exercise and that sort of thing. So how has it been? What is the changes that you've kind of experienced after your amputation when it comes to exercising and those kind of challenges. Yeah. So I think that my biggest thing was exercise because here's the thing, right? You'd think that after four years of attending physio, I would just know the exercises off by heart. But here's the <laughs> issue. One of it is that you need equipment. Right. It's special. Yeah. yeah. Like it's literally Pilates reformer because that helps Your decrease core. the amount, not core, but because you're doing the exercises laying down, you don't use the whole weight of your body. Right. So they they manipulate how much weight you're using on right. the reformer thing, right? So if I'm doing like um, squats laying down, it's reduced weight. So and I can handle that. Yeah. Instead of doing squats standing of up course. because my foot couldn't handle it. Right. Um, and so there's other things like cable machines that mm-hmm. also, again, manipulating weight. I can't do that crap at home. Of course. Like, I've yeah. got, like, a cable machine no, or, like, honey. a Pilates form <laughs> yeah. machine at home. And then the other thing is that I spent so many years just, like, 
so disengaged and so numb about what was happening to me so that remembering ex- I would literally just go there and they would tell me what to do and I'll do it not yeah, that I was like you're on autopilot yeah you weren't taking yeah it not that I wasn't working hard in those sessions I was working hard but I wasn't saying oh they've told me this exercise Remember I can it go for later. yeah there's no way and and it wasn't until like the last year or so I think maybe yeah maybe like last year and a half where I was like I need to be like nice. I need to be in the driver's seat so I need to learn exercises and I need to find stuff on YouTube but here's the thing again trying to find exercises for amputees yeah is so hard because the stuff that I found again I haven't done a lot of research yeah. so I can't say it's not out there yeah but what I, the stuff I have found are like amputees five years down the track they've got like a stronger like their skin on their stump is stronger they've got a bit of weight um, tolerance on a one leg and stuff like that. So yeah. you, you see them doing jumping squats and this, and I'm like, mate, hold up, I, yeah. can't, I can't even balance yeah. my leg for more than one second. Like, yeah. I ain't even gonna do that. So I think exercise is the hardest, but I think I've gotten really good at like manipulating exercise. My my favorite thing to do is go to the gym and just watch people. And yeah. then they'll do something. I'm like, how can I do this? And yeah. I fail at it every fucking time. Like, I land I'm on my I'm doing ass. that right now. I land on my bum, yeah. bum, bum all the time. But eventually, mm-hmm. like, I realize that I can do a weird version of a squat. I don't know if it's right. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel it working a muscle. But yeah. whether I can say I'm doing, like, the actual target muscle, I yeah. don't know. But exercise is still something I'm really trying to get. Like, working on that yeah. at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, because I guess you went into that question about resources like what, how do you know what to do yeah. um, with with an amputation or with a prosthetic leg, I should say. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there's beginner classes, there's pregnancy, working mm. out when you're pregnant, there's working mm. out when you're over a certain weight, there's mm. working out X, Y, and Z, but I guess we don't really come across, unless you really look for it, working yeah. out, um, yeah, with a prosthetic leg. So you kind of already answered that one. Um, but so- it's still a work, like at the moment, you know, like – not F45, but there's this other one in my neighborhood that's like an F45 yeah. thing. Every day I walk past and I'm like, I'm going to ask them whether they would take me on. And whether yeah, wow. But honestly, I don't have the courage to see these people jumping and yeah. doing freaking relapse around the yeah. gym. And I'm like, I can't do that. And I don't want to be there being that like person that sticks out like a sore thumb. I think like the, the body is an amazing thing. Yeah. And I've seen videos of people that will have different kind of um, different sorts of abilities. And I feel like we're always really empowered or like encouraged and motivated when you see something, when you're like, wow, if they can do that and yeah. they're in this position, yeah. you know, like you said, you know, if you can do that and you've come from this weight or this yeah. position, I feel like don't let that um, stop you. I actually think that would be so incredible for you to to do that. And I hope you're able to like have the courage to go in there and try because I'm certain that you'd be able to find your body is still just as capable and strong yeah. to do stuff and even more. And I think about about that when it comes to you as well, especially yeah. when you post like what you did on day one or yeah. like when you first started to what you're doing now. Yeah. Like even just your daily posts about you working out your balcony. Yeah. Like I think I said that when I walked in. I'm just like. You're like, there's that balcony you know, that you're working like out on. Yeah. The girl was doing step ups in her bedroom <laughs> using her bed. Like <laughs> who would even think about that? Yeah. Like I think like you're right. Like there's. The body is so amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I feel like I really encourage you, man. I'd love to see and hear about like where you go with your physical ability um, and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really incredible. Yeah. 
Um, so one thing I thought I'd talk about, and maybe it's not that relevant to you, what has your experience with weight been just in life, I guess? And the reason I ask is because I did a poll on my Instagram and I was shocked to find that not everyone's been on diets. Like I literally just presumed that that's something everyone's dealt with because I've been dealing with it from such a young age. Yeah. So when I saw like a good percentage of the people being like, never been on it, I was like, oh, so that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm actually, that's a real problem I have. So I'm just interested to know, and maybe it's not not something for you, like what your experience with your weight has been, if you're happy to share. Yeah, like, um, I don't think I've ever had like, um, no, I don't think I've ever been on, I think I've done it like as to be part of the cool kids at school. Like but a trend. Where I was like serious about it or that I would just be like, yeah, I didn't eat carbs either. Or like, well, I didn't eat bread as well this week. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever really had that issue. Like I used to do a lot of running. Yeah. Um, growing up. And I think I was always involved in some sort of like, um, sports group at school. But like, I, I honestly can't. I don't think I've, yeah. 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 Well, that's good. That's, it's one less thing to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I find that so interesting because to me, I have so much, so much of my identity yeah. and my life experiences have been based on my weight. So when yeah. I hear that, cause you just think, oh, everyone deals with this. But at the end of the day, you know what they say? Like if we all put our problems in like a, threw them all in front of each other, yes. we would grab our own ones. Yes. But we think at the time that your problems are this and that, yeah. but it's like, we all got the things that we're dealing with, exactly. challenges that we're dealing with. There's no one free of challenge or problems. Yeah. But it's just so interesting to me that I thought that that's something that we were all struggling with. Yeah. Evidently not. So <laughs> that's fine. We won't go into any more weight questions. <laughs> but um, similar to weight, body image. I wanted to get your kind of idea views on the kind of the pressures that we have as women to look a certain way in this day and age, like the Kardashian era that we're in, to yeah. have a fat ass abs, big titties, no cellulite, thin arms, like this body that actually doesn't make sense yeah. and can only be made through Photoshop. Yeah. Um, I know some of my friends and people I know have kind of succumbed to the plastic surgery and stuff. Yeah. How do you, especially in like the new season you're in, yeah. accepting yourself, how does like that sort of thing, does it impact you? Is there a way that you've kind of like learned to navigate that? Yeah. Do you know what? I honestly, I still feel so both angry and sad that like this is like the like lives that we live in yeah. nowadays that like really like having this impossible yeah body yep is what we're striving for like unless you've got dollar 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 bill or you've got yep. this personal trainer that is behind you every second and a of chef the day and something and yeah and a chef and like someone who locks the cupboards mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's and actually, even then, the yeah. people with the dollar bills, that still don't even look right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even they're striving for it, and it's like, yeah. um, and it looks they're also up. attaining something that's unattainable. Yeah, because once they get that one nose job, mm. it's screwed up, and mm. then they get a, like, do you know what I mean? It's they it still can't stop. get it, and it they still stop. put Photoshop on top of that, that work. surgery. Yes, but anyways, um, the thing is, like, I like I don't like I think. As, like, a teen or young adult, we all go through that phase where we're like, oh, like, I wish I had bigger boobs, mm. especially when everyone's developing, like, yes. going through puberty and they get their boobs. Or, But my mum used to always tell me that I have beautiful boobs. And so, for some reason, I just believed her. I, I was love just that. like, yeah, look, I have I love beautiful that. boobs. And, of course, like, sorry, but I always had a booty. So, I was just like, that's nothing. Like, yeah. I got a booty. Yeah. Um, but I think that... It's now that I think that 
body image. And I think obviously mine's not your typical body image issue because it's not common to see an amputee. It's yeah. like not a common feature in yeah. society. But I think that <clears throat> what it's like, I, I hate, like in all honesty, I hate being an amputee, but I can't sit here and say like, I'm okay with being an amputee okay. yet. I think hopefully like, like, People keep telling me, give it time. You've yeah. lived your whole life a certain way. Yes. And, and maybe you have to get comfortable to sort of being the way you are for many years. And then you'll reach the point where you're like, okay, like I like this my is body. Me. But I, I love it. like, in all honesty, yeah. I hate being an amputee. Like it goes even to the point where like wearing or deciding what to wear is like, such a struggle. Can I interrupt you on that yeah. before you go into it? Because one thing I wanted to say, and I didn't, I wanted to say at the beginning, but it had to come in. So yeah. just the fact that you're talking about wearing it, I have to say the first time I saw you with your prosthetic leg, girl, me and Pam were like, she looks good. When? You were glowing. When? So actually it's the second time. So the first time you showed up, you had like three quarter jeans. Yeah. So we couldn't really see it that yeah. much. And then the second time you're wearing a mini skirt, Christelle, when I tell you, you look good. Like, you look good. Do you understand? Like, you made a prosthetic leg look like, damn, I want one of those. Like, oh, it was hyping. No, oh. I'm serious. And I, I was like, nah, 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 nah. This girl, you showed up and I feel like, I'm sure you're about to go into it and I will let you. Yeah. Um, but, and one of my questions was that, like, you showing up in that mini skirt was so, it was empowering. It was like she's screaming in the background. It was hot as hell. And it was, I love that you didn't hide it. No, but here's the thing is, right? And I really appreciate that. Sorry, I won't take, like, I really do appreciate that. Like, I think that feedback is the only way in which, yeah, like, you I won't think know we otherwise. Do, yeah, where we even just have that extra bit of confidence to do it again, right? Because mm. if you get ne- negative feedback, you ain't doing that shit. Yeah, you're like, again. oh, I guess that didn't <laughs> work. Yeah, that's but, true. Like, the only reason, and it's not often that, I wear, like, I wear those three-quarter jeans or I wear these, like, long pants. Mm. But the only reason why I wore that, like, and that was, like, weeks of therapy again. Mm. And it was, like, literally taking, like, two hours to prepare myself to get here. But, again, my therapist was, like, you have to pick a place where you're comfortable with the people that you're with and who have maybe been part of your journey one way or another. Yeah. And just do it in these um, elements because they're the ones that you feel comfortable about. You won't be self-conscious. You won't be hypervigilant. Yeah, you you know them. Yeah, you Mm. know them. And they'll give you an honest response or advice or they won't say anything. And then you can just act like it was nothing. But the whole time I was like, why are these bitches saying anything? Oh, really? (laughs) I wish I'd said something at the time. Just say it looks weird or like... Like, no, that's exactly it. It like, wasn't not it even weird. It was like, you actually my- look good. Like, to me, the way that you kind of presented it, and actually it's good for me to learn because I think if you haven't been around something before, you haven't learned something yeah. before, it's hard to know, do I address it, do I not, do I say it? Mm. And I felt like because you you just seem so in your, like, in your, you, you seemed really confident and comfortable. Ooh, I was swimming in deep, like, Interesting, because I was like, wow, look at her come through, like, I think especially because the other times I've seen you, it would be like, oh, this has happened with the foot. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, we're back with the wheelchair or the crutches. Whereas this time I felt like you came through with a different spirit. It was kind of like, those days are behind me. This is me now. 
you know, and you came through that little mini skirt. It was, it was incredible. There's so many yeah. things as maybe women and men, but I know women. Yeah. We literally will hide the things that we've been told are shameful or ugly. 100%. And when you came through and said, you might think this is shameful or ugly. I don't. That's what it said. Even if yeah. you didn't feel that, that's what you told us. I'm telling you, it was impactful and you looked really good. And I feel like now I know that in future, and I'm not one to hold back a compliment, yeah. that you should always say it because you just don't know if that person yeah. knows. And that's the thing. that That's what I learned. I feel like, I know this is not answering your question, mm. but it's going on a little tangent, but I feel like I've learned so much, Ange, after this, like, accident. Mm. And things that, like, it's not that I didn't know of. Yeah. But now I just know the importance of it yes. or what it means to yes. someone. Because you're right. Like this idea about complimenting mm-hmm. someone that you've seen in a baggy top for like months and months and then they wear this like crop tight top. number crop top. Mm. You'd be like, yes, mm. girl. Like you are working. Hype. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Your w- words are powerful. The, yeah. Not over the top. Like let's yeah. like, but like really just letting that person know that I see that you're making a change yes. like I see that you've done something different you. out of the regular I like and I it. see you yeah yes. and I'm really acknowledging that so like I love that I? I think if there's one thing listeners can take from that yeah. is like don't hold back a compliment and don't hold back to just encourage and support people, especially the people that you love and yeah. care about. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that too from what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I've only got two more questions. Uh which is a bit of a different one, but I just wanted to know if you have a motto or some kind of quote or something that you live by. Honestly, it is what it is. And I know it's I knew it. Cliche. I knew it. I said it's either it is what it is or it's Tura Hinduka, which was her Instagram yeah. name for a long time. And those two are like, it is. Maybe what we it should is. tell them what Tukwese Tura Hinduka means. Oh, okay. You want me to? <laughs> it just means that all of us change. We all change. Changes are inevitable. Yeah. And I think that's really it because like, again, like I, I, I keep in my head because I talk about it like, Mm, there's self dialogue about it too much, and I think I'm talking about it in therapy too much, and I think I'm talking about it to my dad too much. As I'm like, talking about that the accident, accident yeah. yes. So sometimes I feel like it's overdone, but I realize this is the first time y'all are hearing it, so I should just stop thinking about that. But like, literally, I've been through so much fucking bullshit yes. over the years, and like, yes. and just been there for a few of like the shit that the nurses yes, do at the hospital and not and being treated right throughout. Yeah. yeah and you just like it is what it is um and the last question is what advice do you have for women not even just women anyone that's facing similar decisions that you've had to face recently um whether that's to do like you can decide which one you mean but like um yeah what what advice do you have for people facing similar situations um god there are so many there's so many decisions, like big decisions I've had to make in the last four years. Um, of course, like one of them is choosing to stay in Melbourne for treatment because yes. we all know ACC exists, but it's to what extent, extent, sorry, ACC will support you. Yes. And there you miss out on your, like your support network. So yeah. it's about medical coverage over support system. And I know it's like not that crazy because it's like New Zealand's just there and Melbourne's just there. No, it's huge. But like when you Especially I just want to clarify to the readers as well, in case you didn't catch that at the beginning. So she was traveling technically from overseas, as close as New Zealand is, when her accident for five days. Yeah, it was supposed to be a five day yep, trip. A five day trip. She's still here. It's two, it's twenty twenty one. But <laughs> like <laughs> like she was traveling for a very short time when that accident happened. So for her to make that decision to stay is what she's referring to so that she can get better treatment here versus going back to her home in, in New Zealand at the time. 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like, took leave mm. in the beginning because they thought it was, it was just, a short term. Yeah. Used up all their leave. Yeah. Purchased leave. Yeah. And now have no leave. Yeah. And what do you mean to do? Like, exactly. Like, so that was one of the biggest decisions of my life. Like, because the thing is, the surgeons here will tell you, they'll be like, there's nothing else we can do. Um, you could amputate it, but it's up to you. But they're oh saying gosh. that there's nothing else yeah, that so they can like, do. Yeah, so it's like, just say that that's all I have to do. Yeah. Don't make me make the decision. But it all gets chucked on you. So I started thinking about how, because I thought that you'd ask about, like, a difficult situation. Was that your question, girl? I don't even know. What I'm talking about right now. So this question is like, yeah, what, what, what advice do you have for people facing similar situations? Oh, right. Yeah. So... I started thinking about, not word like that, but similar. And I started thinking about, you know, this decision to amputate my leg. It was literally a decision between a difficult place and a hard rock, Wow, They're both shit, right? But I thought that um, a rock doesn't, change like it's just hard it stays there you can't move it and i'm talking about like a big hard yeah. rock but a hard place eventually can get better can get better it can get a bit more malleable it can turn to liquid you can drop the mic it right can, there it That's can it. evaporate and then it goes right and i'm not there like i still think that i the like i regret my decision really right? that's yeah. a whole other episode y'all you better stay around no seriously like I still wake up go to sleep have a shower walk my dog and just say what the hell have I done to myself but again like all I've got it is what it is Mm -hmm. I've got to believe that there is I am promised by Mm -hmm. so many people again I don't believe their asses at the moment but I'm promised by so many people it's going to get better and I mean if I were to leave the psychological and the and the emotional like, yeah and the physical aspect yeah. out of it if i was just to think about mobility because mm-hmm. you saw me walk before yeah. it was just yeah. like kaya could walk faster yeah and exactly than me. so you've already improved mobility, in that again it's really hard to give you advice or like people facing a similar situation or facing any sort of challenge because i think that i'm still going through the the acceptance or my decision catching up to who I am internally and how I see myself still. But all I can say is that, like, talk to people. Like, honestly, like, your friends and your family, even a therapist, if you can find a therapist that you trust and have good rapport with and you relate to and that kind of stuff. Like, I think, actually, one advice is that my dad and I, when I decided or when it came to a place where I had to consider amputation and once the doctors had explained to me that there's nothing they could actually do surgically to improve my life yes that everything they'll do would just hurt another limb or another joint in my body and i'd literally end up having a knee replacement hip replacement back replacement like it would just be surgery after surgery i realized that it was just the thing to do yeah not because i wanted to but i had to there was, that, that was the realization and i had to make it quickly because yes. i didn't want time to change my mind or freak the fuck out yes and maybe that was wrong but whatever and so i started having this discussion with my dad right and once i realized that i could argue my point based on facts yes and explain it to someone else that wasn't at my appointments yes i realized that 
factually or like on paper yes. this was the right decision to do do you know what i mean yeah. you can argue your point without including emotion or this kind of stuff yeah it's the right decision for you yes Does no that that's a sense? that's really really good advice i feel like if someone was coming to the same con- like decision that they need to make similar to yours yeah. maybe not the exact same one mm. so you're saying like try to take emotion out of it try to take the fact that you don't want that out of it mm. and actually look at the facts mm. and understand them for yourself mm. so that you know that this is the decision you have to make not mm. necessarily the one you want to make yeah it's the one you have to make yeah because the other option is just not a possibility yeah yeah no, it's I like think that is good advice pros and cons list I know it sounds like uh, oh I'm about the pros list, and cons girl pros right? and cons for everything because mm. that's how you make a decision right yeah. yeah yeah and when the cons outweigh or vice versa that's how you know okay um but I think that's really interesting it's so life is really interesting because in my mind I'm like you know what she's conquered this thing she's showing and sharing and she's she's accepting but I think it's so good that you're being honest about the fact that you're not there yet but you've been promised it and you're working towards it. Right, the promised land. <laughs> I better reach the promised land. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's I think that this is actually part of it as well. Like part of your healing and your yeah. journey is sharing, not just on my podcast or something, yeah. but the fact that you speak openly about it. Yeah. The fact that you're sharing on your page. And you're finding, like, people that you can speak to? Honestly, I spent eight months, and I kid you not. So my first discharge from rehab, yeah. sorry, from... It's all taking, good. I'll probably edit this one, but that's fine. <laughs> my fourth... Oh, sorry. My first um, discharge from rehab, right? Yeah. Like, my foot was in a damn ballerina angle. And these people yeah. had the nerve to send me out by myself, no family, that no was nothing. Wrong. And they're like, oh, just step on it. It'll go down. I literally spent eight months in a hotel not leaving. Because I was so ashamed, shocked. I was just like, there was too much going on for me internally. I spent like, like honestly, majority of those eight months just talking to my dad, maybe once every fortnight, but literally just by myself going mental crazy. So speak to people, please. People do not isolate yourself. It It slows down the process, right? Yeah. Have moments of being quiet because yes, that's reflect, important too. And self is happened. really good. Yes. But like, do not isolate yourself for months upon months upon months. Good. Like, because the issue with like isolation is that our craziest thoughts that we have, yes. we start to believe them. And not only that, they become concrete. Yes. And that's because the you have worst. no one else debating that. Yeah. You have no one to negate what you're yeah. thinking, and right? And that's the worst yeah. thing ever. It becomes your reality yeah. when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's deep. That's really yeah. deep. Especially during times of isolation that we're in now. Yeah. The importance of talk. like reach out, talk. Yeah. Even whether you're going through something small or some really yeah, serious big life people. decisions like you've been making, check on people. Yeah. That's it. I feel like we have dropped some gems. 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 People. These might not be free podcasts hey, after yes. all. Hey, us. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drop my pay ID. Oh, actually, end. speaking of dropping, so before we wrap up, I think we should do a little plug, shameless plug for your Instagram so people can follow your journey and see where it takes you. So what is your Instagram? Um, so my Instagram is Crystal Natale. I know Angela's I'm going to call me. her out. Your last name is Nawe. Nawe. <laughs> Crystal Nawe. So that's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E dot Nawe, which is in T-A-W-E. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here and opening up. I know it's not always easy to talk about these things, but it feels good to talk, no? Do you know what? Talking with Ange is so easy. <laughs> this girl is like this, like... 
like Oprah Winfrey, I'll hug your heart type of vibe shit going on. No, Don't but, like me. My head big already, girl. Um, no, like I just want to give a shout out to Edge. I think that what she is doing and what she's sharing with us is like not only inspirational, like I think that um, it's relatable. It's like... It's real stuff. There's no, like, catfishing. (laughs) There's no, like, editing. Like, she's just being real. And I think that um, it's nice to see in such, in, like, the fake world that we kind of all live in. So, um, shout out to Ange. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking your time to come and chat with me. And hopefully we'll do this again another time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode.